Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Team Toyota, they've been selling and servicing new and used Toyotas in your community for over 50 years. And you can reserve your next new Toyota with them today. You'll get a realistic timeline, and even in this crazy market, they won't charge you over MSRP. Or don't wait at all. With over 75 certified Toyotas, including a bunch of RAV4 and Highlanders, you can drive one home today. And you can always trust them to maintain your current vehicle. Their service and collision centers are high-tech, comfortable, and will save you time and money. Team Toyota can help you go anywhere you want, but they'll always be your hometown team. Just visit teamtoyota.net and choose from three locations in Langhorne, Glen Mills, or Princeton. Hey, everybody, and welcome into the Phillies Talk podcast presented by Team Toyota. I'm Corey Seidman. He's Jim Salisbury. It's a Monday morning, and the Phillies are off today after a pretty big week out west. They went to Seattle. They won two of three. They went to Dodger Stadium. They won three of four. Jim, they were one out away from sweeping the Dodgers in a four-game series. It would have been a stunning result. One out away, two outs, nobody on in the ninth inning Sunday. Corey Knable on the mound. Then it goes Cody Bellinger with a triple. Chris Taylor, a walk. Gavin Lux with a walk-off two-run double. Kind of uh, putting a sour taste in the Phillies' mouths to end the trip. I mean, yeah, it's great to win three of four, but the bullpen costing you in that final game, uh, kind of a, a punch in the gut to end the series. No question. Um, they were actually one strike away uh, when Bellinger gets on top of that fastball and drives that triple to um, right field. You could see the catcher Stubbs was setting up away. The pitch was in, he could turn on it. Castellanos was shading the other way. So, you know, it's, uh, it's in the, in the corner and allowing that to be a triple. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. Whatever you want to call it, punch in the gut. Uh, it was a real tough way to end. A, it was a good, good trip, real good trip. It could have been a great trip. And that's a game to me you have to lock down. That's a game a good team locks down. It comes out of there with a sweep. Um, you know, you, you needed you had them down. You needed to keep them down. And um, it, for me, it started in the eighth inning when you start when you let them chip away. When when Familia, you know, he had trouble throwing strikes, and and they and they and the Dodgers grind out a run against him. All of a sudden, the Dodgers. I mean, they were dead. Now all of a sudden they have confidence. Now all of a sudden everybody in the bullpen is just a little bit tighter because it's a one-run game. Knable did not have good command. I mean, he gets two quick outs. He's one strike away, but, um, you know, uh, he missed a couple spots, missed a spot on Bellinger. Then he walks uh, Chris Taylor, and that Taylor is such a dangerous hitter. Um, and then locks, he doubles up on – he didn't throw a breaking ball to Taylor, I don't think, and then he doubles up on the breaking ball to – Lux and Lux serves one out there for, for the game winner. Um, it's a game you have to win. It's a game a good team wins. It's a game that a good team puts away. Um, and I, I can't put it all on Knable. Though the other day I was talking about Knable and how he takes the adventure out of the ninth inning. Maybe you should punch me in the face for saying that. Um, 
<laughs> uh, but it started, you know, it started to unravel with, with Familia. Um, you lock down games even before the ninth inning. It's not just the ninth inning guy that locks down that game. And then putting together a little something against Familia in the eighth inning, woke up a team that was ready to pack it in, and then they completed the comeback in the eighth inning. And, and you're right, it left a sour taste. I mean, it should have been a 6-1 and one road trip. It's a good 5-2 and two road trip. It should have been a great 6-1 and one road trip with a sweep against one of the best teams in baseball. And then that flight home is like 20 minutes, you know. Instead, you know, it, it grinds on you a little bit. Uh, it was good. It, it, it could have been better. And I look at the work of the bullpen in that on the trip and in in that Dodgers series, especially. I mean, the bullpen walked 15 batters in 12 and two thirds innings out in LA in those four games. That that's a recipe for disaster. For disaster, you start giving free base runners, um, and they start seeing a lot of pitches. Uh, that's that's how you lose ball games. And yesterday was a unfortunate case in point. Um, to put a little bit of a uh, a mud blotch on a pretty good trip. Yeah, walks have definitely been the problem in the Phillies' bullpen. Corey Knebel, Brad Hand, Familia, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and Jose Alvarado have combined for 31 walks and seven hit-by-pitches in 60 innings this season. Uh, Hand, for example, 12 base runners his last five innings. Knebel saved one of the games in the Dodgers series by working out of a bases-loaded jam. Uh, Alvarado's been an adventure. So, yeah, the walks have been a real problem for the Phillies. The bullpen hasn't been the disaster that it was in 2020 and 2021, but it's costing them some games here early. Yeah. And, you know, this was a great trip otherwise. Offensively, the Phillies did a lot of damage. You have to think that they gained some confidence on this trip. I mean, I was just looking up and down the roster and all the different contributions they received from these, these position players. You had – Bryce Harper, who had seven base extra base hits in a three-game span, which set the record for the most ever by a visiting player in three games at Dodger Stadium. Gene Segura has hit 500 over the Phillies' last three series, 16 for 32 over his last nine games with power. Reese Hoskins has hit 375 uh, during the road trip. You had uh, like big hits from Alec Bohm, big hits from Odubel Herrera, big hits from Bryson Stott and Johan Camargo. So it was just an example out west of – the Phillies, you know, really getting a boost from everybody. Yep. Stott helped them win a game. Um, we've talked a lot about how important Reese Hoskins is for bringing it all together at 10 RBIs, four home runs. I mean, that's when he gets going, the team gets going. Harper's been sort of, I guess, otherworldly. <laughs> he's been tremendous. Uh, and you mentioned Gene Segura uh, when he's hot. I mean, he's line drive after line drive. He's on base making things happen. Uh, Castellanos has been a consistent force really since, since game one of the season. Um, so on that trip, they hit uh, 287 with 14 home runs. That's two a game. That's good. 15 doubles. They had an 865 OPS and they averaged 7.1 runs per game. Uh, that's Kind of, we expected offense to be their calling card. We'd like the starting rotation. That'll win you a lot of ball games if if you if your bullpen bullpen can protect leads. Right, and you know the Phillies now are back home. They might not have Bryce Harper, who you mentioned is red hot. He's locked in. He's leading the majors in extra base hits. Uh, he might not be able to play until Wednesday. He had a PRP injection in his injured right elbow over the weekend. He sat Sunday. 
the Phillies knew he was going to sit Sunday, uh, might also be sitting Tuesday. This is like a precarious spot that Harper's in, Jim. Uh, getting a shot to enable him to you know, potentially be able to pick up a ball later in the season. He's not going to throw for another month here. There's, I guess there's just the, the worry that this gets worse for Harper, right? Well, the hope is it doesn't get worse. That's why they're, they're treating it this way to kind of uh, the, the nature of this treatment, the PRP, it's something that speeds healing. You know, they take your own blood and they separate some um, parts of it. And then you come up with this platelet rich plasma and they inject it in there and it's supposed to speed healing. I mean, he's got a small tear in the UCL. They're hoping it doesn't get any worse. They're hoping it, this helps it heal over. Um, and, I mean, clearly they're trying to manage it in the short term and the long term. And, um, you know, the hope is he doesn't end up in surgery. And also if he ends up in surgery, it's after the season and and, uh, and after he can keep, you know, raking for you. So, yeah, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty. If it gets worse, you know, he might get to a point where he can't swing. So um, they gave it to him on, on, on Sunday. That gives it, lets it work on Sunday, lets it work on Monday, lets it work on Tuesday. And, you know, I'm sure he'll test it afternoon on uh, Wednesday afternoon, see if he can get back in the lineup. But yeah, if it gets worse, I mean, you're, you're, you're in big trouble. I mean, we know how indispensable he is. We know how indispensable JT Real Muto is. Uh, I put Zach Wheeler on that list. I mean, Castellano, all these guys, it's a, you know, they got some good players, but they don't have a lot of depth. Um, so, you, you know, you're hoping to, um, I mean, that's what make that that loss um, Sunday. Another reason that loss Sunday in L.A. was just crappy, you know, is because you gave J.T. Real Muto a rest, which he needed. I mean, the guy carries a big workload, and he's your starting number one catcher. And you, you gotta you gotta manage him to get him through the season. He's he's had injuries the last two years. You get him off his feet. You get him a rest. You should have won that game. You're without your red hot Bryce Harper as he's getting a medical treatment to. To, to manage an issue so it won't become worse. And, and you and you should have won that game. You should have won that game without those two guys. That's what makes that entire loss even more troubling is that you survived it. You survived getting your catcher a day off, which you needed. You survived, you know, your your big gun um getting worked on and, and they and they don't and they don't win the ball game. So they'll be without Harper at least on Tuesday night and uh, we'll see when he gets back in there. But the hope is that this you know, at least stabilizes everything and, 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 you know, expedites some healing. Um, there have been cases where small UCL tears um, become, you know, healthy again without surgery. Uh, if it gets worse, I'm, I guess they would have to consider surgical options. We talked the other day about they now can fix small UCL tears with, without doing Tommy John surgery. Reese Hoskins had that procedure a couple of winters ago. Um, but, you know, you hope you don't have to go there. You hope that this thing heals over and and um, you can manage it. Because certainly they've been managing it so far. This happened on the 11th of April, and they've been managing it. And he's leading the world in extra base hits. So you hope he can continue to do that. So, Jim, what do you make of – this Phillies team 35 games into the season. They're about a fifth of the way through the season, a little bit more than 20% through uh, offensively, you know, especially after this big week, they now rank second in the majors in batting average. They lead the majors in slugging lead the majors in OPS third and runs third and stolen bases, fifth and home runs first and extra base hits. So offensively, it's kind of been what we expected. Uh, there have been points this season where the Phillies have looked like a losing team. There have been points they've looked like a winning team, certainly last week. 
Uh, overall, the record, 17 and 18, a game under 500. What do you think? How do you size this team up? Are they as good as you expected, a little worse than you expected? Have your expectations changed at all? No, my expectations haven't changed. It's a good time to ask that question. I always think about 40 games in. Uh, you take a look at, you know, what you are, uh, you know, around Memorial Day, maybe even uh, maybe stretching it a little bit. Um, good checkpoint to determine what you are. I think they're a team w- with a very good offense that's streaky. <clears throat> um, uh, a team with – and, you know, I, I think Knable's going to be all right back there, I, I, but I, I still think the bridge to him is going to be iffy. Uh, Sir Anthony, I think, has exceeded – maybe not exceeded expectation because we all know he's pretty good, but how important he's been so early and they've been able to lean on him. Um, he's going to be, you know, they need him to be, he's going to have to evolve into the number one um, bridge guy, in my opinion. And uh, you just hope he stays healthy. Um, starting rotation has had, you know, they've had some really good stretches here. Defense has been better than it was last year, though not perfect. It's cost them a couple games, but uh, it hasn't cost them a week and it hasn't been, uh, as ugly as it was a year ago and even the previous year. So um, I guess we all expected a little quicker start. Uh, but my, you know, my um, expectations long range are that they're going to be in it. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be dangerous because of their offense. Um, and they're going to need to stay healthy in that starting rotation because we like the five men, but they only go really five, five deep. Um, so uh, the slow start really doesn't concern me at all because I, I still think if they stay healthy, their their best baseball is is in front of them. So this little stretch that they're coming out of, you know, five and uh, two road trip, came at a good time. I think it was a good um, good way for them to kind of stabilize things. And this is an important homestand coming up. you got the Padres, are a good club. You're going to face um, – I know Darvish is in there. Clevenger is in there. Um, you can face some pretty good pitching. Uh, you just, you know, need need to need to keep it going here. Uh, need to build on this. Hoskins needs to stay hard, and you need to uh, make sure this injury with Harper doesn't get any worse. Yeah, the Phillies are going to see Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell, and you Darvish in that series against the Padres. It'll be the season debut for Snell. Uh, Clevenger missed all of last season after un- undergoing Tommy John surgery. He's made two starts so far this season. Hasn't gotten to five innings yet. And then Darvish, pretty high ERA, 4.62 on the season. But that's a guy who can no-hit you through seven innings on any given night. Then in that Dodgers series, looks like the Phillies are going to face Julio Urias in game one. They have to be feeling pretty confident against that guy after homering four times against him (laughs) at Dodger Stadium. They hit a couple of good ones in Urias and Bueller. I mean, I wonder if that can really help this this offense take off. It's one thing to perform. It's another thing to do it in a pitcher's ballpark against a team that entered the series with a 2-2-6 ERA. They really took it to some good pitching. You're right. And that certainly has to help their confidence as the Dodgers come back through later in the week. Um, but we all know the nature of good competitors is, you know, you, you get bloodied one night and you're um, resolved to, take care of business the next night is even greater. So, you know, that's the the fun of it all. The uh, game within the game, when you're talking about, you know, elite competitors, you get kicked around one night, you're going to want to kick around somebody the next night. So I, I, though I think the Phillies have had a good look at those guys, you cert- certainly should have some confidence against those guys. Uh, you can't just throw your bats out there and expect to, um, 
to to beat them up. You you got to have really good at bats, and um, when they make mistakes over the plate, as those guys did, uh, you gotta you gotta hammer them. You gotta hammer them. That's the name of the game at this level. When a mistake is made over the plate, you gotta hammer it. When a pitcher has poor command, you have to be selective and, and look at the pitch, look at the pitch, and and then you know take for, if he's gonna give you a first base, you take it. And then when the next guy comes up, somebody makes a mistake, you know, that's when you drive the ball. And that's how they beat those guys. And that's why their confidence should be good against them coming in. But you can't assume anything. you got to go out there and you got to grind every at-bat and compete every pitch. Padres and Dodgers are tied atop the NL West. Padres are 22-13. and 13. Dodgers are 21-12. and 12, And that is the Phillies' week ahead. Thanks for listening to the Phillies Talk Podcast. He's Jim. I'm Corey. Catch you later in the week.